Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game podcast for Saturday, January 18th, 2020. What's going on? How are you guys doing? Last episode, of course, we talked about college football with the national championship game where LSU upset Clemson. I said it was an upset because I felt Clemson was going to win, but great for Joe Burrow, the future Cincinnati Bengal. But, of course, if you want to know my feelings about that game and that bogus list that they did of the top 150 college football players of all time, check out the last episode because this episode we're going back up to the big leagues. That's right, back to the pros where we have the conference championship games tomorrow afternoon and evening. That's right, Sunday, January 19th, 2020 are going to be the dates of your conference championship games. Out in Kansas City, of course, you have the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the underdog Tennessee Titans. Remember the Titans, though. That's all I'm going to say for now about that game. Out in San Francisco, Levi Stadium, which was the host of WrestleMania 32, by the way. A pretty, pretty great WrestleMania, if I might say so myself. But that is where... The San Francisco 49ers will take on the Green Bay Packers. All I'll say about that matchup is there have been seven matchups between these two teams. Before in the playoffs, this is going to be the eighth. It's going to be great, but we have to start out in the divisional round in Baltimore where the second half of my Super Bowl pick officially got eliminated. My bracket is busted, as they say, in March Madness. I went one for four on final four teams. If we were going to say we're going to do a final four, maybe betting on it or something like that, I got San Francisco right. I thought they were going to lose to the New Orleans Saints. And, of course, in the AFC Championship game, I thought it was going to be the Ravens dethroning the New England Patriots. But the Patriots get upset by the Titans, and now the Ravens get upset by the Titans. The Titans have knocked out both. Of the teams I assumed would be representing the AFC in the conference championship game. They knock out the top seed Baltimore Ravens last week. Unbelievable win by the Titans. Derrick Henry runs for 30 carries and 195 yards. No touchdowns. But get this. He throws a touchdown on a Tim Tebow-esque jump pass. Like how Tebow did in that national championship game. When he's with the Gators against the Oklahoma Sooners 2008. That's what Derrick Henry just did when he threw that touchdown to Corey Davis. Mr. Corey Davis, his only catch of the night out of Western Michigan. He was the fifth overall pick in his draft, by the way, if you don't remember that. But 28-12, the Titans upset the Ravens. I mean, this had to be the biggest WTF shocker of the playoffs it's one of the biggest playoff shockers I can remember in years I thought the Ravens were definitely gonna go to the Super Bowl I know Ravens fans are definitely depressed about that I was pretty sad myself don't get me wrong I really wanted to see Lamar hoist the trophy that was something I would love to see or Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady again or Drew Brees for the second time. Those were the guys I wanted to see win. Guess what? They're all eliminated. So you would think I'm pretty sad and and I am kind of sad because I had visions of what the Super Bowl could be, especially after the Tom Brady Drew Brees dream got knocked out in the wild card round. I had dreams of 
Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson versus Russell Wilson. Ooh, that would have been a great quarterback matchup, but could have a great quarterback matchup. It's possible. I don't know if that's going to happen. You'll have to wait and see for my predictions later, but man, Baltimore losing to Tennessee was just such a shock, and it's very disappointing. Everybody that's criticizing Lamar Jackson right now, I know he could have played better. That's true, but let's go over what Lamar Jackson did. 31 of 59, 365 yards, one touchdown, two picks. By the way, one of them for sure wasn't his fault. Dropped by his tight end. I mean, he had drops all day, Lamar Jackson did. It was very, very disappointing to see the Ravens not show up. Their defense got absolutely embarrassed by Ryan Tannehill. And, of course, the man, Derrick Henry. I mean, again, 195 yards. He made he made Earl Thomas look weak. That's an all-pro safety right there, and he made him look like garbage. Unbelievable. Stiff-armed him twice, just looked at him. He was lucky that they were near the sidelines and he just went out of bounds because Earl Thomas wasn't going to stop Derrick Henry on that run. I mean, Henry was unbelievable. But again, back to Lamar. Not only did he do that throwing the ball, he, he took four sacks, by the way. The line didn't play that great, didn't give him a lot of time. He had to escape pressure a lot. 20 carries and 143 yards. So he had 500 total yards of offense, 508 if you want to be exact. So, I mean, all these people who are criticizing him, I mean, you have to lay off him. I mean, my goodness, uh, what did Rex Ryan say? He called everybody idiots. Everybody who criticizes Lamar Jackson is an idiot. And I would have to agree with that. It's it's very upsetting to see all these people hop on the Lamar Jackson bandwagon. Then he he plays bad. Not, not even bad. That's the thing. That's the thing. See? The criticism has me saying, oh, he played bad, but he didn't play bad. His team played awfully. They were terrible. Maybe not as bad as Deshaun Watson's team played on the Sunday game, but we'll get into that in a second. But, man, Lamar Jackson's team didn't step up. The man had 500 total yards of offense. He scored, what, three total touchdowns? Uh, it's very sad. Kurt Warner was very mad about it. I was very mad about all the criticism that was heaved Lamar's way. It's of course, the two-faced media that it is, you know, we're going to prop him up, but now we're going to criticize him. It was like last year's playoffs in the wild card game. Lamar was playing pretty badly in the first three quarters, and everybody's like, bench him. It's time to bring in Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. I'm like, Joe Flacco, come on now. You got to keep Lamar and watch. He's going to get him back in the game. They're not going to win. I thought the Chargers were going to win that game before the game. They had a better team, but I knew Lamar was going to get him back in the game, and I was like, ooh, he might win this game for him. He almost did, so you got to give Lamar credit for that. He played good in this playoff game. His team needs to step up next year. We'll see what happens, though. It's a bright, bright future for Lamar Jackson. I I swear, sometimes I hate Patriots fans, and I am a Patriots fan, but I hate other Patriots fans. Not really Patriots fans in person. I'm talking about the ones on Twitter who might not even be Patriots fans. They're just, well, they're Patriots fans. They're just annoying Patriots fans. Talking about Lamar Jackson, I saw Lamar flash in the pan Jackson. No, he's not a flash in the pan. Believe you me, if you're a Patriots fan, you need to fear Lamar Jackson. He's going to be around for years and years to come. He's going to be a force in this league. But, man, those Titans. Remember the Titans. Skip Bayless said he compared it to remember the Titans. And 
I gotta tell you, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I have movie lists coming out very soon, next week actually. The next podcast is my favorite movie from every year. And Remember the Titans is one of those movies that gets discussed. I love that movie so much. It's definitely one of my all-time favorite movies, especially favorite sports movies. No doubt about it. It's my favorite football movie for sure of all time. But that makes me want to root for the Titans even more. And man, it's it's very impressive what they've been able to do. And it's it's been on the back of Derrick Henry. Don't get it mistaken. That defense is playing pretty well, but but Derrick Henry is the driving force of the Tennessee Titans. And they're moving on to the AFC championship game. Where they're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And what do the Chiefs do in their divisional round? They played the one and only Houston Texans. The Trubisky Bowl, as they called it here in Chicago, Chicago area as well. Deshaun Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. The two quarterbacks that the Bears, of course, passed on to draft Mitchell Trubisky from North Carolina. But we're not going to talk about Mitchell Trubisky. We're going to talk about the two successful quarterbacks of that draft class, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. And listen, Deshaun Watson played tremendous, especially considering what happened to his team. Let's go over what happened. So the Houston Texans start off. Basically, Kansas City shot itself in the foot a bunch of times. Dropped third down passes. Houston was cashing in. A blocked punt returned for a touchdown. All of a sudden, in the second quarter, it's 24 to nothing. The air is let out of the stadium. Actually, we can back it up a little bit further because the first interesting thing happened when it was 21 to nothing. Houston has the ball inside. Kansas City territory inside the 20. It's fourth and one. They decide to kick the field goal. Now, apparently Bill O'Brien said after the game he wanted to run a play, but he didn't have a play. Okay, why don't you just let Deshaun Watson run a play then? I think if you just let him do something, he'll do something better than any play you could come up with anyway, Bill O'Brien. That's just my personal opinion, but they decide to kick the field goal. It's 24 to nothing. What happens? Kansas City scores a touchdown like three plays. Right away. 24-7. Uh-oh. So the ball gets back to Deshaun Watson's hand. They end up getting forced into a 4th and 4 at the Texans 31-yard line. So it's time to punt it away. What do they do? They decide to run a fake punt. At their own 31. Now, let me just say about the fake punt. I like the idea, like Tony Romo said, but you have to get that playoff right away. In that situation, you have one of two options. The punter needs to either just decide to punt it away or call a timeout and run a play. I wouldn't mind them going for fourth and four. You can't get four yards. You got Deshaun Watson. He can get four yards, but not with Watson on the sidelines. I don't want you going for it unless they're not ready. And they weren't ready right away, but the Texans weren't ready either. So you punt it away or you call a timeout and let Deshaun Watson get the first down. Either way, it's a bad decision. It gets busted up by Kansas City. Quick touchdown. Then Deshaun Watson gets the ball again. Oh, no, he does not. Punt returner fumbles it. Kansas City ball at about the 10. Touchdown Chiefs. Kansas City place is going absolutely insane. It's 21-24. The wheels have fallen off. The Chiefs get the ball back again. They score again. It's 28-24 at the half. Next thing you know, it's the final score, and it's 51-31. Kansas City dominates Houston by a dub. 
Oh, man, it's just so sad. It was 24 to nothing, and then the Chiefs went on a 51 to 7 run. That's unbelievable. Mahomes was insane. The Texans' defense was terrible, but Mahomes' numbers were insane. 23 of 35, 321 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. He had seven carries for 53 yards. Outgained everybody else running the ball. Williams had 47 yards only, but he did get two touchdowns at least. But man, oh man, how about Travis Kelsey? Ten catches, a buck 34, and three tutties. Great game. Deshaun Watson, 31 of 52, 388 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. DeAndre Hopkins, nine catches, a buck 18, no touchdowns. Will Fuller, five catches, 89 yards, no touchdowns. Kenny Stills did have three catches for 80 yards and one big touchdown. And then Fells had the other touchdown from Watson. He only had three catches for 22 yards, though. So, again, Houston, like Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Deshaun Watson did not get help from his teammates, especially his defense, which played even worse than the Ravens' number one defense did against Derrick Henry. I mean, that was just embarrassing. You give up 51 points in basically two quarters. They scored 28 points in the second quarter, 13 in the third and then 10 in the fourth and then you really mercied them by the end of the game the Chiefs did at least by not really going for the throw I mean they could have kept throwing the ball down the field if they wanted they probably would have scored too but they decided to just run out the clock uh very disappointing Deshaun Watson by the way did have six carries for 37 yards and a touchdown so three total touchdowns for Deshaun Watson I still think Watson's better than Mahomes. Nobody else probably thinks it, but I know he's better than him. Mahomes just has the better team. I did think Watson was going to beat him despite having the worst team, but I was wrong. His team did not step up the way they were supposed to. And unfortunately, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson go home. So upsetting, but the AFC championship game is going to be great. And I will get into that in a second. But obviously, I have to get into the other divisional round matchups. The first one I'll get into is the first one from Saturday afternoon, and that was in Levi Stadium. The San Francisco 49ers playing host to the Minnesota Vikings. The 49ers win this one 27-10. Pretty much a domination. I mean, it was definitely close in the first half. It was 14-10 at the half. 7-7 end of the first quarter, 14-10 at the half. So... Good game early on, but again, just like I thought, the 49ers pulled away, and they really did dominate. Their defense didn't let Kirk Cousins do anything. Only 172 yards, one touchdown, one pick by the man, the myth, the legend, Richard Sherman himself. Maybe still arguably the best corner in the game. I remember saying it was Stephon Gilmore all year. He may just win Defensive Player of the Year, but Richard Sherman in the playoffs is making a case that he is the best corner in the game. Obviously, it's not Gilmore's fault that the Patriots are home. But again, again, Sherman is playing right now, and he is definitely balling out. So you got to pay attention to that. But San Francisco had other players balling out. How about Tevin Coleman, 22 carries for 105 yards and two tutties. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, as Stephen A calls him, porn star Jimmy. He went for 131 yards on 11 of 19 with one touchdown and one interception. So not the greatest stats for Jimmy G either. Really, Cousins had better stats, you could say, in terms of like yardage. But Jimmy Garoppolo did have a higher quarterback rating, slightly higher, but still had a higher QBR. And really, 
you got to give it up to that defense, which is ferocious and plays great. And to me, Jimmy G is a far better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky ever dreamed of. Why do I bring up Mitch Trubisky? Because when I mention a ferocious defense, I think about that great Bears defense from last year. That defense from this year that could have been great, just like the 49ers if they had a real offense. But sadly, no, the Bears didn't even make the playoffs. The Vikings did, and the Packers are in the NFC Championship game. Oh, well, let's not think about that tragic season. The 49ers defense is playing great. They're running the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting it done as a game manager. Doesn't matter. He could win a Super Bowl doing it. I believe he probably will do it. But we will get into all of those future games later. We still have to talk about one more past game. And it was the final game of the divisional round in Lambeau Field where the Green Bay Packers defeated the Seattle Seahawks 28-23. Great game. Green Bay started off strong. Aaron Rodgers was probably did have his best game of the year, 16 of 27, 243 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. He also got five carries for 14 yards. Not many yards, but hey, there you go. Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 62 yards, and two touchdowns. How about... Devonte Adams, eight catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns, just like Aaron Jones had running the ball. Devonte has two touchdowns receiving the ball. So great performance from Green Bay. Russell Wilson, along with his seven carries for 64 yards, he gets 277 passing yards on 21 of 31 with one touchdown and no interception. So neither Russ nor A-Rod, or A-Raj, I guess they might call him, threw an interception. Rodgers had one more touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, my guy, beast mode, 12 carries, only 26 yards, but two touchdowns for him, just like Aaron Jones. Uh, Very upsetting because I wanted Seattle to make it, just like I wanted Lamar and Deshaun to make it. I wanted Russell Wilson to make it, so... Very disappointed, and of course, as a Bears fan, any true Bears fan is upset at the Packers winning and, you know, playing in the NFC Championship game. That is depressing when you're a diehard Bears fan. But for Seattle, it is upsetting because, boy, those refs might have just been on Green Bay's side again. Once again, Lambeau Field, you got the refs doing the Lambeau Leap. It's a great meme. It's actually on my Twitter. I posted that. Let's be honest, guys. We all know Jimmy Graham was short. He was short on that fourth down play. But the thing is, it was a fourth down play, or not a fourth down play. It was to set up a fourth down play, excuse me. And Jimmy Graham was definitely short. If you look at the picture, when his elbow hits the ground, that ball is clearly short, about a yard short, maybe even a little less than a yard. But he was definitely short. So Green Bay would add fourth and one. They probably go for it, and Aaron Rodgers probably gets the first down game over. But it's just not fair. The refs always helping out Green Bay. Uh, no surprise here, to be honest. You know, they they want the Super Bowl to be Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, and they want the very first Super Bowl to be the Super Bowl for the 100th season of the NFL, of course. Oh, the Bears had were the only team with a 100 logo that was different from everybody else's. We actually had our logo instead of the NFL shield. But, of course, the Bears disappointed with that awesome logo. And 
the Packers could go to the Super Bowl in that 100th season. Ugh, it's crazy. But 28-23, to 23, Green Bay does pull out the win. Again, the refs are always going to help out Green Bay. You're never going to get any help going there. So if you're Seattle, you got to do a better job. To me, just getting in the lead early, they started off struggling. You can't do that in Lambeau. It's hard to come back, and it's hard to get the refs on your side. But you got to give Seattle credit for fighting back in that game, almost pulling it out. I mean, I guess it is time now to move on to those conference championship games starting off at Levi Stadium. That's going to be the night game, and I want to talk about it first. The main event of the evening could be a blowout. If it's anything like what happened last time, it will be a blowout. Last time, it was 37-8. to That was the final score. It was week 12. It was Sunday night football, just like it'll be Sunday night football on Sunday, January 19th, 2020. But in week 12, it was 37-8. to Garoppolo had 253 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. How about George Kittle, who had 129 yards and a touchdown, the best tight end in football when you would factor in receiving and blocking. If we're just talking about receiving, there isn't a better receiving tight end in football than Travis Kelsey, so acrobatic. But blocking-wise, he does not hold up to George Kittle. That is just a fact right now. He's the best tight end in football, just like Gronkowski was when he was the best tight end in football, not just because of receiving, but blocking. Blocking is just as important as receiving sometimes in being a tight end. And George Kittle, nobody does it better in the game right now than him since Gronk is gone, of course. Aaron Rodgers in that game was terrible. Only 104 yards with one touchdown. No picks, of course, because he's not going to throw any picks. But Devontae Adams only had 43 receiving yards on seven catches and a touchdown. Listen, I expect this to be a much better game. This is a historical matchup when you look at it, and that's why I am very excited for it. Obviously, I'm rooting for the 49ers, and obviously I think the 49ers are going to win. I just think it'll be closer than some people think. I think Green Bay is a better team than they were in Week 12. That's just, you know, unfortunately, that's just what it is. But San Francisco is most definitely going to win this game. I got them winning by a score of 30-20. to They've been playing football games since the 1995 season. I've actually been alive for every single one of these seven playoff matchups. The first one was... January 6, 1996, when the Packers upset the 49ers in the old Candlestick Park, 27-17. to Obviously, I was a baby then, but I was alive, so I was alive for all of these games. Then they played once again the following year in the 1996 playoffs. Once again, the divisional round, the Packers win 35-14. to They go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Then the next year in 1997, the NFC Championship game, Green Bay wins again, 23-10 this time, going to the Super Bowl for the second year in a row where they would lose to Denver in John Elway's first Super Bowl championship, of course. And then the following year, they met again in the 1998 wildcard round, one of the greatest Packers heartbreaks ever. And as a Bears fan, you love to see it. Terrell Owens catches the game-winning touchdown. 49ers beat Green Bay 30-27. to I have a Terrell Owens 49ers jersey, by the way, and I will be repping it on Sunday night. I cannot wait. The next time they met wasn't very long after. 2001 wild card round. Green Bay wins 
to 15. The next time they met was 11 years later, 2012 divisional round in Candlestick Park, 49ers 45, Packers 31, divisional round once again. The following year, they met in a rematch in the wild card round in Lambeau Field after the Packers delivered that heartbreak to Chicago to win the division on the last game of the season. Oh, Chris Conti, shaking my head. But the Packers lost to Colin Kaepernick again, this time at home in Lambeau Field. Colin Kaepernick beat his childhood team 23-20. 49ers beat Green Bay. This time is the eighth matchup, so I'm rolling with the 49ers like I said, but I'm going with a score of 30-20. to That's what I think the final score is. 49ers win by 10. And San Francisco moves on to Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Beautiful Miami. So, that's a rematch. What about the other matchup? The Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. And boy, oh boy, am I excited for this matchup. Believe it or not, I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl The reason I root against the Chiefs a lot is because I know a lot of Chiefs fans and they are annoying with how much they talk up that team, but they've never made a Super Bowl since I've been alive. They were in the first one and then they won the fourth one. They haven't been back since. I think Chiefs fans talk too much smack for how many Super Bowls they've been to, but I would like to see them make it to a Super Bowl. But I do not think that the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's happening. I believe that the Tennessee Titans are going to upset the Kansas City Chiefs. Although I personally do not consider this an upset, I am rolling with the Tennessee Titans. I know they are the underdogs. I know Skip and Shannon made a 10-point a spread bet. I think Skip's going to win that bet for sure. If the Chiefs win, it won't be by much. I got the Titans winning by a score of 28-24. to 24. I think they hold the Chiefs to three touchdowns and one field goal, three more points than they scored in that matchup two years ago in the wild card game. Yes, indeed, the 2017 wild card game. The Tennessee Titans beat the Kansas City Chiefs 22 to nothing. They were losing. So 21 to nothing, 21 to three at the half. The Titans, of course, go on that crazy 19 to zero run. And they win 22-21. Derrick Henry in that game had 23 carries for 156 yards and one touchdown. How about the matchup this year? Week 10. Where the Titans beat the Chiefs 35-32. Really the start of that Ryan Tannehill run. Ryan Tannehill in that game won 13-19. 181 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. You know what Derrick Henry did that day though? 23 carries for 188 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, in that 2017 playoff game, he gets 150-some yards, 156 to be exact, of course, in the one touchdown in the last game this season, Week 10, 188 yards, two touchdowns. Listen, Mahomes was pretty great that game, 36 of 50, 446 yards and three touchdowns with no picks. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Kelsey had 7 catches for 75 yards with one touchdown as well. I mean, listen, Mahomes was great, but the Titans got the win. That was in Nashville, of course. Now this game is in Kansas City, but I think the Titans are definitely going to upset the Chiefs. I don't consider it an upset, but I know it is an upset by Vegas' standards and everything. But 
again, I like the favorite in one game and I like technically the underdog in the other, but in my mind, I'm picking two favorites. I'm picking the the home favorite and the road favorite. And I think the Titans should be a road favorite. I think the smart money is all going on the Titans. It's going to be a couple of great games though. A lot of great Super Bowl matchups we could have. Again, we could have the very first Super Bowl. Could be the Super Bowl, the 100th NFL season, the Chiefs and the Packers. Patrick Mahomes against Aaron Rodgers. They've never played each other. They played each other this season, but Mahomes was injured in Kansas City when Aaron Rodgers beat the Chiefs on that last second drive on Sunday Night Football this season. But, again, there are other great matchups we could have. The matchup I believe is going to happen, the Titans and the 49ers. Derrick Henry versus that amazing San Francisco defense. I mean, you got to love that matchup. And then, of course, another great matchup, the matchup I am personally rooting for to see, Kansas City against San Francisco. That great, dynamic, explosive Kansas City offense against the best defense in football right now in San Francisco. Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, all those boys are hungry for a Super Bowl championship, trying to bring the seventh Super Bowl championship to San Francisco and the 49ers franchise. But again, what about if we get Green Bay against Tennessee, Aaron Rodgers against Derrick Henry? That's a matchup that would be really interesting. Again, honestly, if I had to bet money on who's going to win the Super Bowl, I I got a strange feeling that the Titans are going to win the Super Bowl. That's just my gut feeling right now. If I had to bet on it, I would bet Tennessee Titans winning the Super Bowl. I I can't believe it, but that's what I believe at this moment. But it's going to be a really great game. A couple of great games, I think. The Green Bay game, it's going to be a 10-point loss, but it'll be close in the fourth quarter. The 49ers will impose their will. And again, they'll win by 10. You know, they won by 17 against Minnesota. Give Green Bay seven less points. 30-20, to 49ers win. AFC Championship game. Little more points scored in this one. I got 28-24. Tennessee beats Kansas City in Kansas City. Two great, great matchups, like I just said. I mean, I'm super excited for these matchups, and please enjoy these great, great conference championship games. It's going to be a lot of fun. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for you today at Change the Game. But don't worry, more content is coming. Very soon, this coming week, I've got my first movie podcast, which is going to be my favorite movie from every year that I've been alive, and I'm basically also going to be discussing movies that came out during those years before I give you my favorite, so it's going to be a great movie podcast, just celebrating movies, especially with a new decade, and then I'm going to have, of course, the top 10 movies of the decade, very excited to do that list as well, so those are coming up this coming week. Then, of course, next week I'm going to have another NFL podcast going over the conference championship games and giving my personal NFL awards for the season. The following week will be the official Super Bowl preview, and I'll also be reacting to the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, all the NFL awards. So that podcast will be released basically Sunday morning, about the same time that this podcast is being released. So maybe about 2 or 3 in the morning on the Sunday of Super Bowl 54. But again, thank you for tuning in. Got a lot of content coming up. Very excited. Great NFC Championship and AFC Championship games tomorrow evening and afternoon. Again, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to Change the Game.